Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. Samsonite. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Great to have you on the Stephen Corson Show, where we like to talk about money, life, and everything else. This show is all about revamping how you think about money and how to use it to live the life that you want. I'm excited you made this show part of your financial journey. So let's get to it. Boom. It is official. You have all been hit by shrinkflation, and most of you probably don't even know it yet. Uh, the reality is shrinkflation is not something new. This has been around for a while. In fact, in a lot of situations, it's always happening, just not on the mass scale that is happening right now. A lot of times companies will utilize shrinkflation if they need to um, you know, turn up a little bit more of a profit. They don't want to hurt things. It is a very sneaky way to kind of give your customers less without them uh, noticing as much as uh, like a price increase, for instance. And, um, you know, this is, like I said, normally shrinkflation maybe happens on a little bit more of an isolated scale, but it is happening everywhere and it is definitely impacting you and the daily items that you buy on a regular basis. See, as divided as the country is, you know, when all the news ass, uh, news outlets are talking about how surprisingly high inflation is happening, how fast it's coming and it's impacting our nation, you know that it's a problem because the devaluation of our currency and any currency out there is a huge problem that has to be taken seriously. Now, I don't know how seriously it's been taken um, because we continue to print money. We continue to put out big budgets, uh, big spending bills. So I don't see it curbing off anytime soon, but we'll see what the Fed does there. But at the end of the day, who cares about that stuff? What does this mean for you? What does shrinkflation mean for you? You've heard me talk enough about inflation, so let's talk about shrinkflation. Well, shrinkflation, very simply put, is just that. It is products that you buy on an everyday basis, normally mostly tied to canned goods, foods, um, you know, but it can affect, uh, you know, uh, fl- uh, fluids as well. Um, and sometimes it, shrinkflation doesn't even mean that something got smaller. Sometimes it may actually get bigger, but you're getting less for the for more of a price. So I'll explain that in just a second. But essentially, the point of shrinkflation is to keep you, the consumer, to continue to buy whatever products it is without substituting it for a cheaper brand because the price goes up. So, like I said, inflation is the silent wealth killer. Okay, it, it may not seem like paying a dollar and five cents for everything that costs a dollar last year is a big deal at first. But when you blow that up annually to everything you spend money on, it makes a pretty big dent. So, to give you an example, if you spent $50,000 on your post-tax income on things like food, rent, transportation, other living expenses, household items, whatever the case was, then this year to live the exact same way, to just repeat the year that you had before, that would cost you $52,500. And that's assuming if everything actually only went up 5% from an inflationary standpoint, a lot of times the cost of goods and other things will actually exceed that um, because it's not always proportional just to that 5%. But let's just go off the 5% for the sake of the argument. Did you get a $2,500 raise last year to make up for that? Let's like, did your job come in and say, Hey, we just need you to do the exact same thing again, not work any extra hours, not take on any extra responsibilities. And we're going to pay you $2,500 to make up for inflation. 
just so you can live the exact same way you did before? Uh, for a lot of people, the answer to that is no. It, it didn't happen. If anything, it could have been even less. So that's one of the problems that inflation causes. Well, this is where it gets sneaky with shrinkflation, okay? Companies realize that when the price of, of the cost of goods are going up to make whatever it is, whether it's cereal or whether it's soda or chips or toilet paper or whatever, um, whatever it costs to make it, they can't just keep raising the price because eventually you and me are going to go and we're going to show up to the store and we're going to say, ah, you know what, uh, that brand of Lucky Charms just went up a dollar. and That's a lot more than what it used to be. Um, I'm just going to go over here with this off-brand cereal that doesn't cost as much, you know, just to, you know, keep things within my budget. That's exactly what they don't want. They want brand loyalty. Companies want you to keep coming back, buying the things that you're normally buying. So what they do is they make take up the cost a little bit. But once they reach a certain point and they start seeing sales dip, then what they will do is they will shrink what they're actually giving you. And sometimes the packaging may be a little different. Sometimes the packaging is the same and they're just putting less in there. And then the ounces per food. So like it may be the same size cereal box. But if you look at the ounces of that, you know, the the new box might say, hey, there's only 13 ounces of cereal in here versus the other box used to have, you know, 15 ounces. Well, that's two ounces difference, which could translate to, you know, the four bowls less of cereal or something like that. So if that's the case, well, you're not going to notice that when you go home and you put that in your pantry and then you come out and you start eating it. But then you may realize when, when you start seeing that on a big scale, you know, you get a couple slices of meat uh, less in the packaging each time. And you used to be able to make, uh, you know, five sandwiches with that. But this time you're only able to make four. Well, all of a sudden you have to start going to the grocery store more often than you used to. And you're spending the money in quantity versus uh, quantities of, you know, times having to, to buy this thing versus, um, you know, just doing it all at once, getting the same amount of food and just paying more for it. So it's, it's a psychological, sneaky way to get past, um, you know, what we as humans are accustomed to, which is price fluctuations. We don't notice the cereal box being a little lighter or having a little bit less to it. And I know I'm using cereal a lot. It, it, you know, it's a common example. But if you're sitting here going, Steven, I don't eat that. It's fine. Look, hey, uh, they're doing it to everything. Toilet paper, you can look at toilet paper. It costs the same amount. Guess what? It, you will see that, hey, it's 180 uh, 180, um, you know, plies, what, what do we call it? Oh my gosh. The little squares. Is that a ply or is ply the thickness? I'm, I'm forgetting now, but whatever it is, you'll go from 180 to 120 of it. So, you know, that's less pulls on the toilet <laughs> all of a sudden, but, and then you're back at the store having to buy more. Everything is getting less. Pringles was notorious for this. Their can size stayed the exact same. But guess what? Instead of being filled up an inch away from the top, it was an inch and a half less of the uh, the food that everybody likes to make the little duck faces out of. So that is shrinkflation. Now, here's another way where shrinkflation actually comes in bigger products that you may not notice. So this is something I've seen recently. Um, I was noticing this the other day. I, I am trying to reduce my intake on soda. Um, and because of that, I've noticed that there's a lot more 16-ounce cans. I'm actually hard, having a hard time finding a 12-ounce can at like a, at like a gas station. 
And look, I, I'm trying to be a little healthy here. I understand soda is not healthy, but sometimes, hey, I got to get a little carbonation in me, a little sugar, something like that, and I just want to have a soda. Well, what I've noticed is that I can't find... I don't need a 16 ounce that more than quenches 12 ounce more than quench my thirst. If anything, I'd eat a drink, the little seven and a half ounce cans that I keep at my house sometimes if I could, but I can't find 12 ounces anymore. So there's only 16 ounces available. Well, if you look at that, a 16 ounce is obviously bigger than a 12 ounce. But when you look at the price and you compare the fluid ounces, so how much of you know the Pepsi, the Coke, whatever it is that you're drinking, when you look at the price of what's in the 16 ounce and you compare that to a 12 ounce, well, it should just be, you know, let's say a 12 ounce was a dollar and a 16 ounces is just 25% more, then the cost should be 25% more. It should just be $1.25 at that point, but it's not. It's like $1.45 or $1.50 or $1.60. Well, that's almost one and a half times the price. That's a lot more. So that it would have been the same thing if they would have taken, you know, the twelve ounce cans, and instead of making those a dollar, they would have taken them up to like a dollar thirty or something like that. Well, I might notice that, I might, and that might deter me from buying that or buying that brand. And that's exactly what these companies don't want you to do. So that's the psychology behind shrinkflation. It always, it doesn't always mean that you are you are uh, ultimately what shrinkflation means is that you are getting less for the same amount due to packaging that's that's really what if i had to put it in layman's terms it means now again sometimes that packaging may be a little bit bigger but the price per however much you would normally get um you know you could go in and buy a jumbo roll uh, of toilet paper that gives you 250 plies or whatever it is, the little, little squares on it. But if it looks like a deal, but if you would have bought two of the smaller ones and it would have been more, guess what? You're still short on toilet paper. It doesn't matter. So that is what shrinkflation does. It's very sneaky. Uh, it's a it's a simple concept, but it is officially happening on a mass scale. You know, uh, GM, they put out um, General Mills, they put out a lot of different, uh, you know, products. Uh, you're seeing this with Procter and Gamble. They make a lot of household items. Um, toothpaste tubes are getting smaller. Um, it, it goes across the board. I mean, a, a huge area where we're seeing this is actually pet food and pet purchases have skyrocketed. Uh, through the pandemic because people are stuck in their house and they're a little bit lonely. People aren't dating as much as they used to and they want companionship during this crazy stressful time. So they're going out and buying cats and dogs and lizards and you know all these other things and they got to go buy them food. Well, guess what? Those cat food cans are getting a little bit smaller. Those those dog food bags are getting a little, a little lighter than they usually are. And that's something that is impacting your wallet. And it's just a little bit, it's literally nickel and diming to go with the term here. Like literally we are talking about nickels and dimes, but it's nickels and dimes on everything you do every single day. And that adds up and it can be the difference in it's going to come up in thousands of dollars over the course of a year. So what can you do about it? Number one, you can be aware of it. And, you know, make adjustments to what you buy. So maybe you need to go with the off brand. Maybe you don't shop at a bulk store like a Sam's or a Costco and you need to go there and you need to start buying bulk to make things a little bit cheaper to get the same amount of food. 
that's an option there. Another option that you could do is if you are in a position to be investing, you need to be investing a little bit more aggressively. If your goal was to make 6% on a year over year basis, you need to try to aim for, you know, maybe eight, maybe nine, maybe you adjust and you make slightly riskier investments for the long term in order to uh, what they call in the finance world hedge against inflation. You're essentially battling percentages with percentages. So and unfortunately, this is how it works. But I mean, if you had $50,000 on the market, and you made 10, and uh, let's say you made 7% on your investments that year, well, guess what, you actually only made 2%. I know, it sucks. But that's what inflation does. So you've got to battle percentages with percentages. And normally inflation goes up, you know, two to 3% every year, but this year is particularly high. So like I said, if you increase your investments a little bit, that can kind of help with your delta. Uh, outside of that, you're going to need to find other areas to cut in your budget um, if you want to maintain the same standard of living and not go into debt. Uh, and then the other thing that you can always do, um, and this isn't a popular option, but it is good, is you can find ways to earn more money. Um, you know, like I said, if you spent $50,000, and that's after taxes, if you spent $50,000 last year on you know, just things that you need every day to live, food, transportation, whatever. Well, guess what? You need to go and you need to adjust that by about 5%. And uh, you need to change your your grocery, um, you know, your grocery list a little more. And listen, I'm, I'm saying 5% because that's what inflation did. That does not mean that everything is only going up 5%. Um, I really want to highlight that, especially in the pandemic with the effects. They're saying that the supply chains are going to be broken and probably get worse well into 2022, potentially into 2023. We've got a solid year easily of this thing as bad as it is. And there's a lot of things that have skyrocketed that are going up way more than 5%. So take a good, take a good look at your life um, or specifically your lifestyle uh, the things that you're buying, the things you enjoy, see if there's any wiggle room. What are things you could give up brand names for? You could go a little bit cheaper. Are there ways you can make more money, find different stuff to augment it? Let's go through and make sure that we do not end up letting shrinkflation and inflation be a silent wealth killer for us and make sure that we're combating it in all these different ways that I talked about before. Hope that helps. Stay aware out there and I'll talk to you next time.